This is a marketing communication. Please refer to the Key Information Document, or KID, before making any final investment decisions. Investing involves risk. The value of an investment and the income from it may fall as well as rise, and investors might not get back the full amount invested. Past performance does not predict future returns. The mention of any particular security or strategy should not be considered as a recommendation. For further information on the Brunner Trust, please go to www.brunner.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the ninth and latest installment of Connected Investor, the podcast from the Brunner Investment Trust. I'm Joe Lynham, the BBC presenter and News Talk business editor. And in this podcast, we're going to talk about some of the geopolitical and economic factors that investors have been digesting so far this year and how it may affect you, the markets and, of course, the Brunner Fund. As ever, I'm joined by Matthew Tillett, the lead portfolio manager of the Brunner Investment Trust. Matthew, it's been an extremely volatile start to the year, just a couple of months in. But just what have the markets had to digest since we last spoke? So the the big change that's happened uh, is uh, regarding interest rate expectations. Uh, So the markets are now expecting uh, quite a number of interest rate hikes uh, this year. Um, And that's that's really, uh, you know, really changed actually in the last a month or two. Uh, the reason for that um, is the realization that the inflation that we're seeing in the economy um, is is not really going to be transitory, uh, at least not in the way that uh, the central bankers um, in, in in Europe and the US had been saying and hoping it would be last year. Um, you know, what we're seeing is a kind of combination of supply side issues which are restricting. Um, the you know the supply of of certain goods, uh, but but actually the demand side is also um, you know really quite strong. It's come back quite powerfully um, as a result of all the stimulus that was put in place uh, during COVID, uh, and of course now we you know we're seeing economies reopen as well um, from as the COVID restrictions are coming off. It's likely to put more more pressure on um, on the, on the demand side. And so, uh, you know, market participants are now expecting, you know, interest rates to, you know, to, to rise quite a bit this year. And what's that, what the impact that's had is it's, it's caused a, a really quite a savage rotation, um, within the stock market. Um, what we've seen is, is, you know, the, the so-called growth stocks, uh, which are basically companies that are growing rapidly. Uh, you know, they, they have most of their, or a lot of their value is, is, uh, quite far into the future. Um, uh, typically, because they're trade on quite high valuations, uh, near-term earnings, those stocks have come down quite quite heavily. I mean, really significantly in in some some cases, uh, because because the interest because interest rates are are moving up. You know, investors are using a higher discount rate to discount those cash flows, uh, and the, and the flip side is also true in, in the in that the the the, the value so-called value stocks, uh, you know, the companies that trade on on lower valuations of. Um, current earnings or cash flows have generally done better um, because, again, you know, the, the mathematics works in their favour. Uh, I should say that we, we in the trust, kind of largely, you know, we, we rather reject that whole dichotomy, and you know, we find opportunities across, you know, across the whole spectrum of growth and value stocks. Uh, but the market does tend to be very, very sensitive to these things, and so you, you get these kind of really big rotations. And we've had quite a few actually over the last few years, and but particularly since COVID, 
uh, but this one has been been you know particularly um, severe uh, in terms of the the interim uh, moves within the market. Um, I, th- I think January was was the second best month on record uh, for 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 value versus growth. Uh, just to give you an idea uh, of, of you know how how extreme it's been. Um, so that was what was going on, you know, really in the first few weeks of the year, and then obviously, you know, now kind of more recently, uh, we we've had um, the uh, terrible conflict um, that started up in uh, in in Ukraine um, to deal with, which has you know thrown up a whole load of whole load more issues. Will the huge sanctions against Russia by the EU, US, and UK on Russia? which is such a huge gas exporter, delay or reduce the interest rate hikes that we're all expecting, especially in the States? On balance, it, it probably does, Joe. Uh, but I think we have to remember that there are, there are factors working both, both ways here. Um, and if you think, I think the, you know, the reason why central banks are looking to raise interest rates you know, is, is really because of inflationary pressures um, that, that we're seeing across uh, across the economies in in the US and, and Europe in particular, uh, but also elsewhere, uh, and you know, unfortunately, you know, the situation um, in in Ukraine, the, the conflict, is actually going to accentuate those those problems. Um, if you think about you know what's happening, you know, disruptions to uh, to oil, oil markets and gas markets. Uh, you know, Russia is a big supplier of oil, uh, biggest supplier of oil, uh, and it, it supplies over forty percent of uh, gas to um, to Europe. Um, and we're seeing, you know, some some quite sharp price increases. Uh, you know, as, uh, as as the sort of sanctions come in, and 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 I think also, you know, it's it's market participants kind of anticipating what you know what what may happen in the, in the future. Uh, also, Ukraine is is, uh, is is quite important for food markets, big big producer exporter of wheat. Uh, so that's going to obviously be disrupted or put up pressure on food prices. Um, and that's just it's unfortunate. Fact, you know, war is is it tends to be inflationary because it because it disrupts production and it disrupts the flow of goods. Uh, but having said all of that, you know, monetary policy, which is what central banks, you know, that's what they have control over. You can't really do that much about the, the, that that sort of disruption. Um, uh, you know, it's re- it really works through the through the demand side. Uh, so I, I'm not sure they would really, you know, respond to, to to that sort of inflation by by becoming more, you know, you know, more um, hawkish uh, than they already are. Uh, would they become um, less hawkish? Well, possibly. Uh, and I think here it'll probably depend a bit on what the economic impact is, and there clearly is going to be an, an economic impact um, uh, of, of, from, from what we're seeing. If you just look at the the extent to which um, you know prices are, have been going up and, and, and will continue to go up, it's going to have uh, uh, an impact on consumers. It's gonna it's going to affect. Um, you know, real incomes, uh, you know, just dispose, real disposable income is probably going to go down um, in many countries this year. Uh, and that will, uh, you know, will, will, will have a negative impact on, on, on economic growth, uh, which other things being equal, you know, would, would suggest that, you know, the central banks probably would be less, uh, less inclined to raise interest rates. Um, it's also, uh, as we're seeing, uh, on a daily basis, having an impact, negative impact on financial markets. Uh, central banks uh, increasingly, are, 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 you know, very focused on financial markets 
Um, you know, really ever since quantitative easing have become so embedded in the system, the financial markets themselves have become, become a, you know, a, an important mechanism um, through which their policies uh, can impact the economy. Uh, so if financial markets are very weak, uh, then, you know, that could also cause them to, you know, take their foot off the accelerator. I don't think we're quite there yet, but, you know, we, we, we could get there. Um, so, yeah, so that, that's, that's what I say on, on balance. I, I, you know, I think I'm with you. I think, yes, it probably does um, make it a bit less likely, but we have to, you know, we have to keep in mind that there are, you know, there are factors working both ways here. A few moments ago, I mentioned a notable market rotation. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how it's reflected in the performance of the markets? Yeah, no, it's been it's been a real, real um, savage rotation that we've seen uh, in the first weeks of of, of twenty twenty two. And by rotation, what 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 we mean when we say that is is a really actual rotation within the stock market. Um, and in this this case, it's been away from growth stocks uh, and into value stocks. Your growth stocks being those companies that. Are experiencing you know rapid growth in revenue and earnings, uh, and, and typically trade on higher valuations, where, where much of the value is you know, earnings and cash flows that are expected to be delivered a long way in the future. Whereas value stocks are those where you know where the valuations are lower and there are more 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 cash flows and earnings in the here and now. Um, and we've had a few of these rotations over the last two or three years, as, and especially since COVID. Uh, but this one has been uh, particularly severe. Uh, and the catalyst for it has actually been what you referenced actually in your previous question, the, the rate hikes um, that are happening in the US and the realization from the market that this is actually going to happen, or, or at least it, you know, people are now expecting it to happen. Um, and that's caused the valuations of uh, particularly the, the, the growth stocks. And very, very in particular, I'd highlight the, the very top end of that, what, what we call spec, spec tech or speculative technology. These are some of the real high flyers of 2020 and 2021. In many cases, companies that have very little earnings or no earnings, in some cases, don't even have any revenues, that had you know, gone to very high valuations, um, and they've just you know really fallen hard as as there's been a been a reappraisal uh, of you know what the right valuation is for that profile of company. It has also impacted uh, the the more established um, high growth companies, you know the the, the Microsofts, uh, the Amazons, uh, the Apples, uh, you know the, the the big companies that have led the market. You know they've come off as well. Uh, again, it's the same the same factor driving it. Uh, you know, really just a derating rather than anything fundamental uh, that's that's changed. At the same time, you've got some sectors that you know, historically have you know very much been in the sort of value camp. Uh, I can think of banks. You know, banks clearly big beneficiary of of rising interest rates, and your valuations, um, you know, are and still are quite low. So they've they've done quite well. And of course, the energy sector, uh, which uh, is again also a, a, a pretty lowly valued sector, uh, but is also be- benefiting at the moment from higher oil and gas prices uh, and the, and the general inflationary environment. So that's that's the backdrop really. That's what's been going on um, so far this year. And how has the Brunner Investment Fund behaved since we last spoke? I'd say actually, you know, it's throwing up opportunities. You know, it's a, it's a good environment for us. You know, we're stock pickers. You know, we like volatile markets. Um, we like it when you know when when there are big moves because uh, it creates opportunities for us. And you know, we're already finding opportunities, um, particularly amongst some of those you know, high quality, high growth companies, to look at look at new ideas for the portfolio. 
So Matthew, the Brunner Annual Report was published very recently. What stood out for you uh, uh, in that report? Yeah, well, I think um, you know one of the, the sort of challenging things was you know obviously writing writing this over over Christmas period. Clearly, 2021 was a, a very good year for the markets. You know, good year for the trust, good year for the portfolio. But clearly, thinking about you know the outlook and 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 some of the risks that were on on the horizon, and we did we did sort of talk quite candidly to shareholders about you know the risks that that we foresaw, and one of those risks was actually uh, <laughs> kind of what we've just been talking about, which was highlighting you know some of the some of the quite speculative behaviour that uh, you know had been and uh, occurring, particularly in the US market, and the, and the way in which that was affecting valuations in certain parts of the market. Not not really so much in the companies that we're investing in, but that that was a definitely a, a major risk factor for investors to consider for um, the markets as a whole. Um, but then, of course, we found ourselves having to sort of amend <laughs> some of what we'd written because within the first two or three weeks of the year. Uh, we'd already largely seen a, you know, a, a significant chunk of that risk actually play out um, in, in the sense that many of those you know, real speculative technology companies um, have really fallen a very, very long way now. So it shows how quickly, how quickly the market can move and, and things can change. Thank you very much, Matthew. Uh, Matthew Tiller, of course, our lead portfolio manager with the Brunner Investment Trust. That's all the time we have for this episode of Connected Investor. Thank you for joining me. Make sure you're subscribed to Connected Investor wherever you get your podcasts so you don't have to go hunting for it next time. And thank you all for listening. We value your views and we'd be keen to know what you think. So get in touch. Contact us via the website, which is www.brunner.co.uk. From me and from Matthew, ta-ta for now. 